years, Ethan thought, these constellations will break apart. People would need to make new maps and tell new myths for the changing patterns in the sky. Orion would be a different shape. The Southern Cross might become a square. Ethan watched the stars move, like a movie on a massive screen. He saw the cinematic trajectories of darkening dwarfs and brightening giants. Everything was slipping and unthreading, disappearing and beginning. Up in the celestial jungle, there were no static stars. In two billion years, the galaxy Andromeda would be so close to the Milky Way that every night sky would light up like fireworks. And in four billion years, the two galaxies would spin closer and closer together and finally collide, swirling and twisting, giving birth to new stars, becoming one galactic knot. But all that was so far away. There were so many things in the distant future that Ethan would never see. He dragged his knees up to his chest. Mum, do you ever think about the future? Right now I'm thinking about what we're going to eat for dinner tomorrow night. No, not like that. I mean, the future, like in a million years. Or a billion. Mum smiled. Not very often, sweetheart. I won't be alive in a billion years. Ethan turned to face his mum, propping himself up on his elbows. But I don't want you to die. What if I sent you away on a spaceship travelling at nearly the speed of light? Because of time dilation, it'd only feel like a year for you, but for me it would be twenty. So when you got back to Earth, we'd be almost the same age. I wouldn't want to spend twenty years away from you, though. Neither. Ethan scratched his nose. Okay, what if we were both on the spaceship together? We could travel close to the speed of light or through the deepest parts of the fabric of space-time where gravity makes it warp. By the time we got back home, millions of years would have passed. But we'd still be alive. We could see Betelgeuse go supernova and the Milky Way collide with Andromeda. Maybe, if we just fly around the universe for the rest of eternity, then we never have to die. Or maybe we could go faster than the speed of light. There must be some loophole in theoretical physics that makes living forever possible. His mum studied his face, the hypnotised way people stared at paintings or sunsets. Ethan, sometimes I have no idea where you came from. Yeah, you do. I came from inside you. As usual, you're right, she said, rolling onto her stomach. Mum, want to know something crazy? Statistically, the probability that I exist is basically zero. Did you know that you were born with two million eggs? But when you were 30, you'd lost 90% of them. And by the time you turn 40, you'll only have 50,000 left. So the chance that I was born was 0.008%. I'm one in two million eggs, plus I'm one in 250 million sperm. That's approximately how many sperm are in each male ejaculation. Mum looked confused. How do you know all this? We're doing sex ed at school. Mr Thompson even made us watch a video of a real birth. I saw an actual vagina and everything. Ethan paused. Mum, do you think they ever miss me? Who? The other eggs, my brothers and sisters inside your ovaries. 
So far, I'm the only one who's successfully made it out. Oh, she said. Well, the other eggs would all be your sisters. Only men have the Y chromosome that makes baby boys. At the moment, all the eggs are girls. So I used to be a girl? You also used to be an egg. It must be scary for them, Ethan said. Sending one egg down the fallopian tube every month, like a sacrifice. It's like the Hunger Games in there. And you only have a few more years left before the whole system shuts down. What if the other eggs run out of time? Mum, what happens if all my sisters die before they get to exist? Her hand found his. Ethan, do you have survivor's guilt? No, he said in a clipped voice. She was making fun of him. But he'd been one of those eggs once, made of the same proteins.